welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode, and leave a five-star review while you're there. Did you know there's an easy way to help support the podcast and keep the show going? Buy Me A Coffee is an incredible new platform where you, the loyal Block Talk audience, can say thank you to your favorite host. All you have to do is show support with a few taps by leaving me a little tip that's just like Buy Me A Cup of Coffee. And the great thing is, you don't even need to create an account. Visit buymeacoffee.com slash blocktalk and keep blocktalk going strong like a cup of coffee. And as always, follow me on Instagram at michaelblocktalk, on Twitter at blocktalknyc, and visit theaterinthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. It was time to get their paint on as the queens were tasked to create an ad campaign inspired by them. So, who created a masterpiece and who needs to learn to paint within the lines? It's time to talk all things Candace Drag Race 3. And joining me is someone you may recognize from their work as my assistant at DragCon LA 2022. <laughs> How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm great. I'm having fun. There's This weekend, it was like four episodes of Drag Race. I had to, I had, I'm still only halfway. I'm tired. Jesus Christ. Okay, wait, how is Philippines? I think it's great. If you're looking for family drama, this is the show for you. Like, literally half the cast comes from one bar in Manila. Oh. And the mother of the house and one of the daughters do not get along. So this is, you want drama, this is the show for you. And you know what? They bring you culture. They are giving you high fashion. I'm really enjoying it. Here's the thing. I've seen a few clips. Mm-hmm. It looks cheap. The sound sounds worse than my sound that I'm still learning to get on my like $60 microphone. And what I will say is they were told, do drag race. And they said, okay. And then they're like, wait, but we don't have certain technology for that. Um, like their workroom is like for tiny people. Um, you like literally have to stagger to get everyone in the same shot. Um, but I will say, and I sit on, on the podcast, they're Main stage is incredible because they have an LED wall. So it's not like that weird pattern. They can do whatever they want on the uh, back wall. And it's incredible. Wait, have you seen the um, FYC materials for Drag Race US though? I have not. Um, there's a new main stage in the US. Oh. And I, think I saw the back wall. Um, yeah. That looks weird. It honestly looks like Photoshop. It looks really, really bad. We'll see what we'll see what it looks like like actually on the show because for your consideration stuff is basically just like social media shit. Right. So I am we'll interested see. to see what it looks like. Now, Canada's Drag Race Three. How have you been enjoying it? Six weeks in, and there's the it pause. exists. <laughs> <laughs> you know exactly what that pause means. We've mm-hmm. talked about this. I don't. I have not. I should say, I have not found this cast particularly enjoyable. Which is interesting, because I've had the exact opposite reaction from people, being like, this is the best season they've had so far. Um, I, very fascinating. I don't find them super likable, but I think I'm also we're also coming off the back of season two, which is sort of... I feel like the second season of like the international franchises have been like kind of like the iconic seasons of that franchise. Yeah, so far, so good. 
Yeah. And like, I've heard good things about Down Under. Um, I've been trying to catch up on Canada for this, so I haven't gotten around to Down Under yet, but I've heard Down Under is kind of better than this season. Yeah, it, it's everything. Everything needs improvement. The sophomore year is always always going to have a step up, um, but this is the junior year for the Canadians, um, and it's an interesting cast. And I, my issue with the season, especially this episode now, um, is I feel like we're being forced to storyline and forced to like who we want to like because we'll discuss it. I might have some controversial hot takes. But I did not agree with the majority of this uh, judging. Wait, no. Mm-hmm. Why, though? I mean, because I... I think they were afraid to actually say the things they wanted to say because of the topics that were at hand. Ah, uh, okay. And we'll go through it. We'll discuss it. Yeah. But yeah, I don't. Also, my two favorite queens have been eliminated, and I'm just like very upset about it. Yeah. Well, that, that again continues to go back to the narrative that they're trying to push because I can tell you exactly based on the edit. Who our finalists are. And I can too. Also, I mean, I agree with I agree, I agree with, with one. I agree with one out of probably three or four. Wait, which one? Giselle's going to win. Giselle deserves to win. I do not agree that Jada or Kimmy should be in the finals. And it all stems down to this episode. I see, I we'll get into it, but I think. Mm-hmm. I think one of them maybe hurt their chances of winning this episode with their runway. Yeah, that's definitely possible. Um, But yeah, I'm mad. I'm mad that I missed being able to talk about Boom Boom. Yeah, I think, um, again, track record made no sense. There's a lot of things that um, were... were The racism, too. Because let's also talk about the fact that the two First Nations queens are already gone. To be fair, it, to be fair, one of them was actually terrible at the art of drag. Which one? Shows on those runways were abysmal. I thought they were fine. I thought they were fine. I thought she was a likable character, and I thought she was talented. Maybe not with the actual see, physical drag. See, I see. I can <sighs> see why you find her a likable character because you two have a very similar personality. Meanwhile, I'm like. <laughs> show me emotion can you tell me how you actually feel because i can't tell when you're joking when you're serious because it's all the same monotone so that's people my issue could with not tell people couldn't tell i was joking this morning on instagram yeah well words are hard they're definitely hard as we will also find out this episode but let's let's dive in as the queens okay. arrive back in the workroom giselle is destroyed inside to see her french canadian sis leave but say um she did leave them with a penis drawn on the mirror <laughs> um, the queens are going to have a seat as Bombay deflates and Bombay is going to mock Kimmy for the puzzle pieces she was removing from her body but she comes from a third world country she survives so she can survive this competition even though it is harder um, speaking of I Filipino cackled. Queen, is she Filipino? yes oh, okay I don't know I knew she was like some like Southeast Asian Yes, but I. Or at least that's didn't... what the wiki says it could be completely wrong but I go based on the wiki yeah I mean, I can see it like aesthetically, but also I feel like she's had so much work done that I can't really tell. That it's too. Well, they all survive Snatch Game and Jada's feeling top of the moon. The bitch can't even remember people's names. She doesn't know what the correct phrases are. She really does live in her own world. Yeah, she does. I I like Jada. She's fine. (laughs) I just wish I wasn't being told she's great. 
Let me see it. See, when I see it, I'll agree. See, I like Gina for like a similar reason that I loved um, Juju and Priyanka on their seasons. I love her uh, confessionals. Like her nursery rhyme reference confessional, like had me on the floor. Oh, oh, well, just, just, just wait. Before we get there, Vivian wanted to win so badly. She feels like she's the only, or is only one place to go, and that's up. She's happy for Giselle, but she wants a victory. Now, Giselle wins her second challenge. She is the first French-Canadian to win Snatch Game, but really, she just wants to win the whole damn thing. She wants to make history. Now, Jada, as you said, has made it this far. She's not falling like Humpty Dumpty because she is the mother goose of the season. And now she's just going to start naming storybook characters like Jack and Dill, Jill, some dude named Rumble Stil- Rumble Skiltskin. Um, Rumble Skiltskin. Do you not do you not know Rumble Skiltskin? No, no, she said it wrong. Rumble oh, Skiltskin. Okay. She said it completely wrong, which is going back to she lives in her own world. Um, apparently, he must live on the top of the moon too. Um, <laughs> I feel like she's not a girl you want to correct too often because you would literally have to do it after every statement she makes. You know, she's. She's speaking in a second language too. Let's that's give fair, her the benefit true, of the dog fair. here. Um, but that's on Mary had a little lamb. Mm-hmm. That 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 sent me. Silly. <laughs> now a new day has dawned and the competition is intense. Seven are left, so all eyes are on them. Kimmy is happy to be there still. Um, but they tell her that she kicked out the front runner of the competition, which causes Miss Shada Shada Hudson to be like, ooh, she doesn't feel like they see her as a threat. Um, and I'm like, well, look at your track record. How many times have you been in the bottom? It's not the tea, sis. Uh, also, yeah. girl, you've been drinking that delusion aid. Remember that uh, makeover challenge look? I mean, the, the the design challenge? No, 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 no. She thought it was good. And the fact oh. that she thought it was good is all the proof that I say she should not be in the finals. I forgot about that. Yeah, terrible. That One of the worst bad. looks of the year. It was bad. I mean, it's better. It was better than it, it was giving Shangela an All Star Street, except for it was terrible. Should have gone. <laughs> I, so was Shangela. Yeah, well, Bombay is feeling like she has been missing the mark and asks her sissies if she should do something different. Giselle tells her not to impress the judges with something they want. Show who Bombay is. Kimmy's not going to help her though, because uh, then she'll win. I was like, that, you really love yourself. Meanwhile, Fierce is about to pay someone a compliment, but the producers are like, nope, that's not the story arc for you. We need you to be the bitch. And off goes the siren. The alarm. Yeah. The alarm. I was like, that's funny, because cl- clearly they're like, no, 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 we cannot change this narrative for you right now. See, I, I really hate the narrative. I feel, controversial opinion, I feel like Fierce is sort of being bullied by the other queens. A little bit. Discuss, because I don't agree. Um... I think, I think she's emotional and dramatic and like, I feel like I can also be that way. Mm-hmm. And I am the kind of person where it's just like, let me feel my feelings and I'll be fine in a minute. And I think that Fierce might be a similar situation because she seems to get over shit really quickly. Whereas my, like, she feels like an intense emotion and then just sort of gets over it. My fear and feeling with Fierce is I do love her television persona she's very good at tv i mean this is six episodes in five out of six have literally been about her even though she's not the the winning winner of things until this episode she's a star she's the fucking star of the season she is the one who would get the cover story no matter who wins it's just sometimes you have to wonder is she doing it for tv and are the other girls just not here for that because we've definitely seen queens 
um, Cheryl, try to do things for TV and get called out. And I don't think anyone's clearly said that, at least what we've had on the television screen. But, um, but also, I think this also just like stems from the fact like, I don't really like Bombay. Giselle sort of gives me some bitchy vibes too that like, I'm a fan of Giselle, but I think I I can see her being sort of... Giselle's tone is very direct. Uh, again, going back to English as a second language, I think that's part of it because as we watched on Drag Race France, they're very direct in their um, uh, shade throwing. Oh, French um, people are the most mm-hmm. direct. It's something that I love about them and that it does sort of extend itself to like um, Quebecois, but... <sighs> And Bombay, I think it's also because her um, and Fierce go back. They, they work in Toronto together. So I think they have that kind of relationship where she probably calls her out all the time and tells her have they have a relationship where she can be a little bit on top of her, um, which we don't really see on the show often because most of the time they're strangers. But you talk, but you also sort of, you with Giselle, you talked about her being Quebecois. Um, but so is Boom Boom, and Boom Boom was always a little bit more like sympathetic towards. Not last week. Bip, Boom Boom was very, very rude to her last week. I didn't she think was she was rude. Direct, direct wanted, is one she thing. Basically told rude her is to another. She basically yeah. told her to shut up. So, um, but I still think it, it, she took. A, she's taken more of like a sympathetic tone with her than the others. I feel the others have been just like straight up fuck you. Oh, I sorry. Know. Can For, I curse? Part, part of, of course you can. <laughs> um, my feeling is I. I if I were in that situation, I probably would feel the same against Fierce because she just makes situations where situations don't need to be made. Um, and especially... Would probably be Fierce. <laughs> yeah, and especially in the television setting, that's where I think some of it comes down to. Um, but the bullying accusations, I, I, I um, it's, that's a big word and I don't like that they used it before. Um, but again, maybe that was Giselle and her English as a second language, not knowing a different word to use. Yeah. Meanwhile, we get a message from Mama Room, and then Tracy arrives with a very sparkly blue jumpsuit. I would like one in teal, please. That was very pretty. That was very pretty. It is. I fucking love um, Tracy. She's fun. Um, can anyone anyone tell me where Amanda Bruegel is? Can like can we just at least know that she's filming her other TV show, or just where did she go? She's on Handmaid's Tale, right? Yeah. You're probably yeah, they're filming. filming. Like, they have any season out. They could have just said, like, she's not going to join us this season or something. Is she, like, gone forever? I don't know. I miss her. Honestly, but I do like there being just the three panelists with, like, maybe Hollywood Jade thrown in there every once in a while. Well, then you're not, not going to... Is it Hollywood Jade or Jade Holiday? Hollywood Jade. Philippines is going to be a round robin of um, whoever they feel like putting on on that panel each week, apparently. Oof. Anyway. Wait, is... How... Okay, if I watch Philippines, am I going to have to watch with subtitles? Yes, but it's no, the majority in English. Okay, never mind. All but right. I'm this still makes... I'm waiting for Jack Ben. That's fine. <laughs> My friend. When? When? I don't know. It's, I'm like 99% sure it's filmed because they spent a very oh, long yeah. time in Manila no, last definitely... year. Oh, it's filmed. It's just... Where is it? What channel? Who's going who's gonna to hear it? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I have to assume Warner is involved because of Vanilla signing with Warner. I don't know. 
In the Swiss Max mini challenge, they are going to do drag family portraits in groups. They will have 25 minutes to create their family unit, get into quick drag and meet with their department store photographer, Tracy. Vivian, Kimmy and Fierce will shoot a season's greeting holiday card. Bombay and Irma will be posing for a postcard for their tropical destination vacation. And Jada and Giselle will be taking a photograph celebrating their growing family. This was so silly. Um, which photograph would you want to do? Um, my opinion is tainted by who's in the groups. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think Jada and uh, Jada and Giselle's had like the most room to be fun. Yeah, I think that like the holiday greetings could have been fun, but I think somebody kind of ruined it. And. I mean, actually, no. You know what? I, I would have had fun with the tropical vacation because I would have gone somewhere like, um, do you remember that sketch on SNL with um, Kate McKinnon and Adele? And they're talking oh, yeah. about going mm-hmm. to Africa. Yes. And the big ticks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd have done something like that. And I think that would have been fun. All right. Well, first up, we have the bovines with matriarch Barbara Barbara Bovine. Name so good, you have to say it twice. She's flanked by her daughters, Ashley Bovine with Y. She's 37, but doesn't her skin look nice? And then there's Trashley with a TR. I love Fosse so much. So I thought the character that Vivian created was so hilarious. Um, We all know that mother. I have seen that mother. I have experienced that mother before. Um. Ashley wants to be a rapper, not a dancer. And Trashley is going to be an actress, you know, in porn. It was funny. <laughs> Finally, Kimmy's was actually funny. funny. I um, No, I thought Kimmy was funny in episode two. And the who knows. Yeah, it was fine. It was fine. But that was also um, in an episode that I found it difficult to make all the way through. Mm-hmm. I would watch these three on a WoW Presents Plus show. It was funny. I, I, I saw the story. Um, now, it was funny. Did they just have these, like, sweaters randomly around like or or do they really have room to wiggle with uh what the story was going to be because this is all um, matching everything fit they i think like for like the mini challenges like this they, they tend to get like some supplies for it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because you can't say like you don't know who's going to be there by that point you don't know what the groups right. are going to be and you can't be like let's bring three different options just in case you're in any of these groups Oh, no, no, they can. They can absolutely do that. And they have. Um, believe me, the shit that Honey Davenport had to bring, none of it, she wasn't even going to touch half of it, but you had to have it just in case. Oh, poor Honey. I love her. Next, we have the Tropical Islanders who are sending this photo to their ex-husbands to show them how hot they are. What a boss-ass move. First, that Midwest accent that Irma had, so right. Piercing my ears, it burned but it was so on point. And that is her accent, though. She's no. from Newfoundland. Yes. Which is more, that's more Eastern. So it's closer it's East to, Coast, it's closer but... to the New England accent. Um, she was going uh, more Midwest. Midwest. Um, the fact that they were using moisturizer instead of suntan lotion was just really dumb. And the fact that it got all over the place was really dumb. But this was the Irma show and Bombay was just there. The line that Irma said, I don't get shots. I'm a Republican. Too soon. But very funny. It was very funny. Although Bombay tends to fall into the background just generally. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And then we have the family who are nine and a half months along and they met eight months ago. <laughs> Giselle, I hate to break it to you, but you're not the daddy. <laughs> not you. This was so awkward and weird and campy. Um, and it was all thanks to Jada's stash. 
Can we discuss yes. the stash? Because we I have not done it on the podcast yet. That's painted on, right? That's like a that's yeah. like a tattooed mustache, right? Um, I don't know if it's tattooed or she just like has it there, or she like does it every day. That's like why would you do it every day? That takes extra time when you're waking up at five o'clock to get ready for shooting at six. From the perspective of somebody who has regularly had to be on set at six thirty, you do what you've got to do. And honestly, once you're up, like you're fine. But to ha- paint on a stash that you're going to only have for probably an hour and a half on set, maybe she does it with a sponge. It doesn't take that long maybe. to do with a sponge. Um, well, for them, I wish them best of luck on their expanding family. Again, weird. And then speaking of weird, Tracy's decided that the winner of the challenge is just Jada because why why just jada because they only had one two hundred twenty five hundred dollar prize to give out dirt squirrel could definitely give some more money or or at least split it up between like the two give them a thousand dollars each because how many fans can you get with a thousand dollars you can get a lot twenty five hundred what the hell are you gonna get underwear yeah by all the underwear a lot of underwear then you can be a thought on instagram it's perfect I don't think Jada wants to be a thought on Instagram. Just, 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 just <laughs> send them to me. Um, but uh, no, I mean, no, but Jada did carry the group. Giselle was for good, me, but Giselle was sort of there. For me, if we're going to go a singular winner, I definitely would have gone Vivian. But I think the storyline of Vivian not winning anything and being the underdog is clearly what we're going going on. But I didn't, I didn't like Vivian. I thought she steamrolled the group, and it seems. I have this in my notes several times. Both Irma and Vivian seem a little bit delusional. Listeners, Liam hates white people. I do. This is a well-established fact. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's clearly right there. Um, I thought she was great because that's the, that's the kind of humor that I enjoy. And that's why I'm a huge Vivian fan. That's, this is the, the, the camping camp of drag that I really tend to like. I enjoy that humor when it doesn't feel forced. Both Irma and Vivian feel very forced and it's sort of grating on my nerves, if I'm going to be honest. I think that they are genuinely funny people, but I think that they're like kind of Mm self-producing and like doing too much and it's not coming off super authentic and it's sort of like, ah. And that, that comes up during like judging with Irma. Yeah. Well, let's decide how this is going to go. Because in this week's Max Challenge, she reveals that their job to become merchandising moguls is going to happen as they design their own eyeshadow palette. They will pick six colors that reflect their drag aesthetic, and then they will meet her on set to produce an eye-catching campaign, including a photo shoot and commercial. They will be judged on the quality of their campaign and skills as a makeup artist. Very subjective on that point, but we'll discuss. I think Mei Peng did a good job judging that, though. Yeah. They got the she right did. guest judge in there. They did. Now, the girls are in heaven as they get to see the palace that they choose from. Uh, do we think these are from Shoppers, Drug Mart, or whatever the fuck that company is called that they're getting uh, drugstore um, products from to win? Um, no, I think they're from a warehouse in the Philippines. Uh, what colors <laughs> would you pick? Uh-oh. Um... Like seven shades of gray and black. All right, and um, then do like a full on goth vibe for the. Uh, you're you're going like smoky eye. You're like yeah. I was just in a fire. Smoke was on my face. You know, just rub the soot all over my face. Mm-hmm. 
See, my colors, I would definitely go with a, a nice little black, a nice white, a silver, teal. Give me a little bit of a purple in there. Um, probably like a bluish green and maybe a pink. Those are my colors. And we, we, it's funny that you I said teal. Mm-hmm. It's funny that you said teal because I have synesthesia and you're teal to me. Oh, yeah. That is yeah. my color. I mean, that, you... I mean it is the, my brand. Uh, with the podcast and everything, so it makes sense. Yeah, no, you're teal. You're, you're like very teal to me. I mean, even when we first started chatting, before I really looked at your page, um, <laughs> we uh, I I like associated your personality with teal. I'm here for it. So Kimmy is thinking of calling hers transcending or trans snatch, and Bombay is like first one. Don't do the second one. No, no, no. She's gonna whisper transcending, and she's sold. She's going to go for the trans pride flag colors, which are white, blue, and pink. And one reason why I think she should have been in the bottom is because she didn't fucking put them in that order in the palette. Oh my God. That bothered me so much. Because also, why was silver on the top and not white? Why was white on the bottom? Because it, we'll get to it because of white, black, brown. That's where she, I know why she did it, but it was wrong. It was so wrong. And oh, this is where the judging comes in. But we'll get there. We're gonna get there. We're gonna put a pin on it because no, I, I understand why she was why she wasn't on the bottom. I thought she might have actually won if it wasn't Mm-mm. for well, we'll we'll go with there. Bombay is thinking of starting with desperate. Um it's an eyeshadow palette for anyone who wants to stand out. Um okay. Jade is gonna ask if she's gonna go comedic, and Bombay says yes. It will be 90s supermodel. I'm hot, sexy, desperate. And Gina's like, 90s supermodel's not you. <laughs> this is why I love Jada. Collusion. Now, she reminds her that this is a branding challenge, but Bombay wants to make them laugh first and they'll be on her side. Jada is going to go up with the turn up because she turns up at the clubs and the parties. Are we shocked? No. It's her, it's her, it's her time. She's also going to go with Caribbean colors, which again, put a pin on it. Ferris is excited for this challenge. She is a social media girl, and she has been in a commercial before. Good for is you. She is social media girl. She is. She is she? Fight. Sure, she is. She is less. Does she have a following? Amazon, but yeah, she's a social media girl. Oh right, I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. She's going to apply her knowledge to the challenge and she's obviously fierce. So she's going to be calling it fierce. She is going to make it herself and make it a palette that people want to buy. Um, I think if she didn't go with fierce, what she should have gone with was brat, even though that's probably your palette name. It is. I mean, my, uh, my uh, kink test uh, told me that I was a brat and a brat chamber actually. Interesting. But no, you know, you're, you're definitely a, a brat. Um, if I were going to pick the colors for you, it would probably be um, black, blue, red, pink. We you know where we're going here. <laughs> black, blue, red. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> Listeners, you just, just moving on. Data, um, she doesn't think Fierce is a comedy queen. Fierce doesn't think she's a comedy queen. But they both don't think that um, the comedy queen should be doing comedy for this challenge. But darling, if comedy is their brand, they're going to do comedy. So if it's a branding challenge, let them do comedy. And this is why Jada pissed me off this episode. She's getting this holier-than-thou aura, and it's not the ticket for me. 
But I think that Jada is right here. I think, I think something that didn't, the problem is that they were going, and this shows up in like the final results for like Irma, to a lesser extent Vivian, and like, and uh, Giselle, like they tried to go funny and they tried too hard to get the funny that like they weren't successful. Mm-hmm. I personally like with a background in marketing, you have to be able to, um, you have to be able to communicate what the product is and everything about the product. And then you can sort of go from there with what, mm-hmm. with like what do you think the tone should be and what, and like the sort of like what I would consider fluff of the advertisement. Mm-hmm. And I think that they were starting with the fluff and then trying to work backwards. And that's never super successful. Well, let's talk about someone who is successful. Vivian. She's excited for the challenge. Um, they do have 20 minutes of airtime, uh, 20 seconds of airtime, but they have to interchange. They're going to do it. Um, it's not about selling the makeup, but selling them. Vivian is Victoria's cat mother, and she loves the dedication to cat people. Uh, and the dedication that they have to their cats. She is going to go with Cat Mom, and it will be enough to sell it to Cat Moms, Cat Dags, and Cat They Thems, and non-binary cat parents everywhere. The full spectrum. Gotta fill them in. Her tagline will be, I'm not lonely. I'm a cat mom. See, that's the comedy that works. It's sure. branding. Sure. It fits. Mm-hmm. Giselle is going to go stupid. She will make her stand out because she is rooting for her French Canadian roots and teach international people how to swear in French Canadian. It shall be called, was that French? Jesus Christ. It was there. It could have been there. It could have been, but I mean, even like, you know, when they get the edit and the the filming, like she got like, Mm -hmm. it's a hot mess. Well, her funny part will be that since she is cursing, she wants it all to be bleeped out, but she's worried that will come what will come out in 20 seconds. And that's not what's going to actually happen because she did not get her request, but we'll get there. No, also, I don't think that those were real words. I'm like 99% sure they weren't real words. Well, I, I have some thoughts on that too. Now, Irma will be going classic Irma collars. It's going to be bright purple, bright yellow, bright green. She's thinking of either calling it Snot Rocket or Girls Burps. Um, the former is the way to go, darling. It's not rocket. Could have been good. Could have worked. Um, especially because that's what she walked in the workroom with. I know. I didn't like that either. <laughs> now, Bombay is freaking out because she is realizing, hmm, perhaps I don't have a brand. She is going to run an idea by Irma and Vivian. She tells them about Bombay because I'm desperate. And Irma's like, it's funny because it's true. And Vivian will be like, yeah, I like it. And Irma's like, no, you need a more unique twist. So, which one of them actually sabotaged Bombay? Irma. Fair. Honestly, I think that Bombay, well, no, Bombay does have a brand and it's her runways. And I don't know why she didn't do that. Mm-hmm. But like, I think that, I think that the delusional thing maybe fits a bit better than, and I think she could have run with it a little bit more than the immigrant perspective yeah. that she did. Giselle's going to chime in and say that for her, Bombay has much more flavor than being desperate. Um, Irma says she wants her to remember who she is. And Bombay, she's going to change it all. She doesn't have time to spare, but she's going to change it. Jesus Christ. Well, after storyboarding and script writing and getting to drag, it's time to shoot some commercials. And first up is Vivian. Um, She feels like Soviet-era Barbie. Um, And no, that is not a cat that she is holding. And no, I do not care to find out what that was. It looks like 
remember that like video that went around with um with the uh fake cat on the plane no no i don't do memes and social media trends and all that shit i have to send it to you it's the funniest thing in the world Tracy's going to advise that she should not cover the eyeshadow, rather Vanna White it. Um, Vivian will also try not to shake like a leaf. And to her defense, I understand. I'm a very, very shaky hand person. Like when I um, played Operation, no bueno. I'd always hit the sides. Um, that's why I'm not a doctor. Because you imagine. Vivian is going to jump from set to set as she gives bigger and brighter Vivian. But will it be enough? Next up, no. Giselle arrives. And her look matches the colors of her palette. Um, what doesn't match is her English and her grammar. Oh boy, those lines are words that were not said in the correct order. Mm-hmm. Giselle loves walking <laughs> and walking and giving those huge eyes. She she's she's got very very expressive eyes. Yeah, she is fucking stunning in drag. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the voiceovers, we will learn of the nonsense swear words of Quebec. Um, I couldn't tell you what they were because the captions simply said speaking French. Because <laughs> they were real words. <laughs> but I have to believe the captions. They're always right. So of course she's speaking French. <laughs> um, if anyone wants to help out and actually find out if those are words, uh, that would be wonderful. Tracy's going to remind her that the curse words will be beeped. Is she okay with that? And she is. She asks, does it represent her brand? And Giselle says yes, because she's French-Canadian and she swears a lot. Those are facts, not a brand. Yeah. I mean, I can you tell me what her brand is? Because I can't. She kooky. She crazy. Mm. She's an alien actress. Oh, wait, that's the, the other actress one. sticking over. That's the other one. Um, <laughs> Bombay is up, and she has decided on Butter Chicken Bomb Bomb by Bombay. And well, simply by the look, this was destined to fail. Um, like, if you're going to go blatantly and beautifully Indian, why didn't the look reflect it? Now, she might not have had anything in her wardrobe to fit it, but this is about branding. Everything has to work. It is in the detail, and she just, she bombed. She literally bombed. I don't know. I, you know, I'm not a Bombay fan. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that this was necessarily the worst showing. Okay. She will say that this is her brand because her palette will talk about immigration, casual racism, but served with a side of humor. It's brown, delicious, and not good if you are lactose intolerant. Humor. Tracy's going to guide her and actually give her some sound advice um, from removing the papers from the shot, not covering your face. I kind of wish we get more of these in these challenges because it is helpful reminders and a way to show that these are actual humans on a reality TV show that are learning the game as they're going. Yeah. Now, what was painful was watching Bombay try to put the pallets back into the tray. Was Tracy not allowed to help her? Were those part of the rules? Maybe Tracy's nails were too long, too? Like, why Why do we have to watch Bombay fail like that? Um, because, so, like, there's still, there's still some COVID protocols, so they, Tracy can't get that close to her. So then get PA number f- five with the mask on to go help her put him back in the tray. True. 
Well, she's got 10 seconds left and she is going to shablam her way to the end and hope it all gets fixed in post. What was that shablam? That was was, bad. That was really bad. Uh, She's not a mover. She's not. She's not. Kimmy is going to be the actor, the director, the producer, the everything. She looks like everything. I like, I love this soft pink, but he, excuse me for being too literal, but shouldn't she have some blues into her look? You know, branding? Yeah. Um, this is what there wasn't even There wasn't even blue in the makeup, was there? There was, there was. It was, uh, it was under the eye. She did have a little okay. bit of blue. Um, what this will do is give a beautiful platform for the trans community as she feels like the trans community is underrepresented. But a good platform doesn't mean clean execution. And this is going to be what is evident later. She's going to try to be serious, but her lines are just on the comedic side. The tone of this ad was so confusing. Uh, But again, we're going to wait till the final edit to discuss that. Irma is up. And this was the biggest, absolute wildest editing whiplash of the episode. They painted her and Snot Rocket to be like an Oscar winning film. Um, she is a bit frantic, but everything she did, did have intent. She did get some line readings from Tracy, but everything she did appeared to be right. Um, I guess I should have seen it coming and be because like I was blinded by the bias maybe, but when she said everything's going smoothly and I feel great, ha, that's the kiss of death on reality TV. It is. And also I thought it was sort of shambolic. I don't, I thought the filming did not go very well. Like the tone that was set by like the editing there just definitely felt sort of struggle there was, n- there was nothing negative that Tracy gave her. Everything Tracy confirmed was on more on the positive side, which is why I was like, I don't know. Um, I will say watching Irma thank everybody after her um, shoot was very sweet. I love those little behind the scene touches. Um, yeah. Because if you're nice to the crew, maybe they'll say, you know what, we'll keep you an extra week instead of the bitch. Instead of the bitch? Just in general. And just little ways to help on production. Yeah. Um, So if you didn't think that she could be a Kardashian before, here is Miss Fiercelis just looking like a Jenner child. Uh, She looks so sexy, very natural, and dare I say, fierce. I hate you. Um, Fierce has no tone, no difference, but it works for this kind of ad. I will say, as an experienced director, the be fun, be flirty, be fierce line needed a little bit more of a pause in between uh, to really hammer in that fierce. I know they only had 20 seconds of ad space, but um, that was my big critique for Miss Fierce Solutions. Um, talking about dropping eyeshadow, this bitch uh, drops the, the, the tray and everything's coming out. She loses a nail, but again, Diversion! She's going to do well later. Jada arrives, and she's ready for pride in that look. Uh, rainbow realness. Jada thinks this is into it. And she's running from set to set. Maybe sweaty mess is really her brand. Um, I get it. I sweat too. I was about to say, I feel like this your brand, babe. <laughs> yep. um, now, are you like Jada? Can you twerk for the gods? What? Oh, no. She, she was no, twerking I for the gods. You cannot? Mm-hmm. No, I can't twerk. I'm too white. Yeah. Remind me to send you a video. Oh, good. Please, too. Uh, so how will... video. Jack show. Oh boy. oh, boy. Well, how will turn up, turn out? We'll find out soon. 
we're going to get a Bombay narration going into Elimination Day, which is really bad news bears here. She will tell us that she hopes her palate will come through as she is applying what the judges are saying. So I guess you can blame the judges for her outcome if she's doing what they tell her to do. Giselle is a shady bitch. We'll tell Irma that she didn't understand her concept, but she laughed because she loves her. And honestly, I feel like that's a you move. Love <laughs> bit. <laughs> uh, I mean, but you're more of like a, a nod your head and 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 yeah, that's it. I support my friends. There it is. Whether regardless of whether or not I believe they deserve the support. There. Irma's feeling good. It's Gerd branding on her part. I'm not even I'm not even gonna fake off at that. Vivian wants to know about when everyone started experimenting with makeup. Bombay shares that when she was seven or eight, her sisters put her in a dress and makeup and they were trying to make fun of her, but she looked so good. She would watch her mom get ready for church and she feels the same way when she pampers herself. Just look in the mirror. You can feel beautiful at home. For Kimmy, it was more of a form of expression. She came out as trans at the age of six, which literally wowed the entire room. They were very surprised. Yeah. I mean, Um, it wowed me too. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. Um, she said that she told her mom that she wanted to have long hair and wear a skirt. She didn't know what trans was, but she knew she felt like a woman. So her mom handed her makeup and said, keep it a secret for now. Putting makeup on this for her story... was a way of feeling the fantasy. And her mom is her biggest cheerleader and supported her. This story made me like emotional. Yeah. I, I, I love a supportive parent, especially like when it comes to trans kids. And like, absolutely. Yeah. So that made me, I started to cheer up a little bit of that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's really important. Like last night I got to see um, more of the catwalk because uh, I'm down in North Carolina for a moment. Um, and Cornbread's dad was there. And she uh, made like a little chat about that and said um, he's there. But, yeah, but also like she literally spoke on the show on like Drag Race about him not being, about her family just like generally not being supportive. Exactly. So like there's there's room Progress. for everyone to grow. It's, it's important. But, this conversation humanized Kimmy for the first time. This, like, for the first time. Yes, good point. She has had many opportunities to be a voice for the trans community. What two episodes ago? She's like, I don't want to be a voice. She doesn't want to have be the the answer. But this was the first time where she act where I did feel this was genuine. Yeah, it's the first time I felt like she was genuine this entire season. Yeah. I don't know if it's like these queens or the editing or like production. Like, I don't know what it is, but like there's something very unlikable and unrelatable about this cast. Like there's, I don't know, like, because like I, it could be an edit because like the season 11, like season 11 was edited so badly as well. Mm -hmm. And I felt sort of similarly where it's like, I don't necessarily see the humanity or like relatability in these queens. And I think it's because they have an end goal in sight and they're trying to make sure that their end goal is the way they want it to be. And I think there are people that are not doing well that the fans are not necessarily supporting as much. And the ones that they that are, are quote unquote likable are not going to be the, at the end. Like, boom, boom. Everyone loved her, but they didn't give her a story. I know. I am very upset about boom, boom. I, I will never get over that. Yeah. Hey, just get ready for uh, France versus the world. I'm sure she's she'll be on it. Love that. Love that journey for her. Pierce was gravitated toward makeup when she started drag, as it's the first thing people see when they see you in drag. 
She feels she has grown so much with her makeup journey and she learned everything from social media and now she can help others. Jada reveals that her first makeup story was when she moved to Canada. She did a talent show at a club as a male entertainer. The owner told her to try it in drag the following week. She was hesitant as her inner homophobia did come out. She wanted to be the Lion King, but a drag queen did her makeup. She was scared. She hit the stage and drag chose her. And she is now proud to be a queen as it was a gift. So the yeah, discussion about the internalized, the discussion about the internalized homophobia when it comes to drag was like, honestly, I, I thought that that was sort of an important conversation to be had. And it was brushed right over. Because I had like a similar sort of, I had similar feelings about drag when I first came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like internalized homophobia and it was something that I, I had to consciously get over. Yeah. Um, so I, I found that conversation relatable and you're right. They did sort of like gloss over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's a very interesting thing. Like when I was still finding myself, it was around the time when drag race season one started and I watched part of drag race season one. I was like, this is terrible reality TV. I'm not here for it, but I had it no was. issues with <laughs> the drag aspect of it. I just hated how terrible of reality TV it was. And then but, I just didn't have drag in my life at all because I was doing theater and I just didn't have access to it. And I also was not going out and being social. So it took my friend being like, I will watch Survivor if you watch um, Drag Race. And that's how I got into drag. You were doing theater in New York City and your life was not filled with drag. Correct. I never went out. You I didn't have go- any like... No, see, that, that was part of my thing is I wasn't fully out to my family. I was not comfortable with who I am and I was not putting myself into situations at gay bars where I was not going to feel comfortable around the people because I, I, I mean, I've told this story before where I went to um, a bar in New York that had a show that I was there to review and I got an unsolicited um, message on Grinder being like, why are you here too fat? I'm like, that's why I don't like gay bars. So I never went um, and it really literally took drag for me to actually want to go out. Did you like the gay bars in LA or the gay bar that you went to? The one the singular, singular gay bar, bar uh, Mickey's. <laughs> it was cute. I, I mean, it's very fun. Um, I would like to know um, how the food menu is. That sounds, is it good? <laughs> is it all? See, listen, There, we don't do food in New York. There's, there was one bar that did it and it was actually incredible food. Um, so we okay. really, I love food at bars. No, no Mickey's. No Mickey's. Um, if you want food at a bar, it's like, Rocco's, The Abbey, um, Stash apparently has like a good menu. Um, I have heard good things about the food at um, Beaches. High Chops is incredible. See, there are I a lot of bars watch, to get food at. I would like to watch a drag show while munching on tater tots. Is that such a fucking crime? I mean, come visit me. We can do that at Beaches. Be okay, great. I'm here for it. Let's hit the runway. We have Hostess Brooklyn Heights looking brilliant in that pink jumpsuit with the coat. Um, did not care for that extra pink above the eye. I don't like that trend, especially the way she painted it. I liked it. I remember I was thinking, ooh, I really like this look. Because <laughs> I, I mean, her makeup has gotten better, but that's mostly because she has a makeup artist doing it. <laughs> not all the time. I saw her yesterday. That was her face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shade. Shade. <laughs> we have Brad Goreski. 
Tracy Melcher and her pink hair and makeup artist May Ping. Um, yes. You know, are you familiar with her work? No, I know who she is though. Very beautiful. Very, 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 very. She is very stunning. Beautiful. Also, I had a very sim- she had a very similar look to something that I did for a shoot once. Oh, cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, was your butt shown in that shoot? Yes, but there's also like a portrait from like my chest up that yeah, like has the yeah. Um, listeners, if you would like to see butts, just follow Liam and you'll see butts all the time. All the butts. All the butts. Okay, so here's how we're going to do it. We're going to combine everything. We usually don't do it this way, but we, the way they presented it, we're going to combine it. We'll discuss the campaigns and the runway and the critiques at the same time. Are you ready? Is no an appropriate answer? I mean, you can say no, and I'll... I'll um, I'm joking. Myself. I'll, I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> Category is paint, and in honor of the runway, we are going to play Masterpiece or Kindergarten Art Project. Um... I'm just going to say it right now. Overall, this was one of the best runways in franchise history. There was only one that I thought was sort of lacking, and that was yes. it. And even then, it wasn't a bad runway. It just wasn't to the same level of the other girls. Correct. All right. Vivian Vanderpuss. Um, I think Cat Mom worked. She nailed the comedy. It was true to her. Laser pointer and not in the shag r- uh, rug. Very funny. Um then her using the lint roller, it, it's just the little touches that I thought were, were fun for her. The photo for her, I thought was brilliant. It was campy. It showcased her artwork well. Yeah. So I really liked the photo. I did not like the commercial. I, I found it grating because like I, I genuinely felt like she was trying too hard. There's like a level of inauthenticity with her that I have a really hard time like vibing with i think she did really good last week really well last week on snatch game Mm -hmm. because like playing the character like that sort of like that energy really worked but i think that when you're doing like a branding project like this there has to be some level of authenticity and i did not get that at all all i saw was all i saw was this facade of her trying too hard to be funny because she wants that win she wants to impress the judges and she's doing everything she can and she's maybe overshooting hey it's the miss cracker arc i've seen it before little bit but i don't think she'll be as successful as cracker this look is by chloe prusa hair by james jones i love this look on her it's very simple yet effective the canvas uh with the lining um very cool the headpiece was fun because if you didn't notice the paint was actually dyed hair so smart the reveal not necessary but it worked because it was a reveal that was shocking this is also the softest beat she has done all season i wish we celebrated it more he looked stunning. Yeah. So, like, I actually, I think I texted you about this yesterday. I have a really hard time telling Irma and Vivian apart in drag. Because you hate white people. Yes, you've established this. But, um... How can you... How the, okay, fair. That's fine. Fine. Um, they both are, like, sort of generic-looking white people. Um, there's nothing really... There's nothing really special about their faces. Um... Okay. <laughs> They're going to, if they ever listen to this, they're going to hate me. Um, mm-hmm. But no, here is where I'm a fan of Vivian. Vivian's runways are always good. Yep. And like, this was like giving um, Priyanka Chopra and I think it was Donna Karen at the Met Gala. I think it was the camp Met Gala, maybe? With like, basically the trench coat gown. Mm-hmm. I yeah, think this... that was Donna Karen. It might have been Calvin Klein. One of the two. 
listeners, you can tell us. I don't, I won't know. Um, but I thought this was an excellent week for once again the underdog of the season. Tracy will say I, she had her at I'm a cat mom. She says her storyboard was well thought out. She says her palette with the bangs are chef kiss. Brad says he knows who this is right away. As far as the look, he says it brought him joy. It was beautiful interpretation. He says the reveal was a total surprise, which is very hard to do. May adores her campaign photo. She loves the little detail of the nose highlight. She wishes she would have done the classic cat eye and made the eyeliner bigger and bolder. Brooklyn says it was nice to see her coming into her own. It was campy, fun, and so her. Yeah, I'll thought, give it a masterpiece. Can I give it somewhere in between? Sure. <laughs> it wasn't. I. I. You know. The like the commercial hit all of the sort of hit like all the sort of like um, ooh words. Um, words are hard. Just ask Jada. Words are hard, especially when you were out until four last night. Um. She like hit all the points like she needed to hit. I just don't think she hit them well. That's fair. And I like I said, it felt forced, but like she technically got the assignment done. But then the runway was fucking stunning. Yeah, that's why it's a masterpiece for me. Yeah, masterpiece for the look, arts and crafts for the uh, for the Audience, for the commercial. Eighty nine percent masterpiece, eleven percent kindergarten art project. Yeah. Irma Gerd, take me to the moon. She's got a narration voice that fits better for, dare I say, an infomercial. Um, I love that her line was six stellar shades that'll take you to infinity and past infinity. Come on, copyright. That was fucking hilarious. Um, she is weird. She's wild. She's wonderful. But it didn't come across. I know what they will say about her makeup in the photo, but they asked this to be a branding challenge. And unfortunately, part of Irma's face and brand and makeup are the lashes. So it was almost a bit unfair for them to say, don't do you, but you have to do you. Here's the thing. It was it was a personal branding challenge, but you also have to feature the product that you were trying to that you were trying to that's, brand. That's absolutely correct. I think I don't know if she necessarily needed to, needed to go with smaller lashes as much as she needed to go with a bigger eye makeup to sort of balance that out. Sure. Um, but yeah, I that entire thing was so muddled to me. Like I, it, it wasn't it. It was it was not great. It was bad. Just look. Hair by Irma. Look by Keith Roberts. Jewels by Cyril Butler. This was extraordinary. Like, it was brilliant. She has given you paint by numbers in such a drag fashion. The cut of the dress is perfect, but it's how she was able to make the detailing work. Again, she did a very soft paint on one side and looked absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Um, the necklace being, being <clears throat> was super cute, super fun. I, too, would like more of this, Irma. Me too, honestly. No, but uh, because Irma's, again, like, the runways have been good. Yeah. Like, she has been good at, her runways have been fantastic. I mean, last week with the, um, with the take, with the, um, with the radioactive take on, like, the nuclear family with the yep. um, fit and flare. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, so good. Like, that was incredible. And so, like, you know, I'm not surprised that she did so well with the runway this week, but the beat looks probably the best she's looked. I agree. And also, it was sort of giving me a little bit of... Um, there was, like, something very Lichtenstein-y about the hair that I sort of yes. vibed with. 
Absolutely. Um, yeah, no, she she's another one like where the runways are always good. Brad says he's never seen anything like this look. The details are insane from the numbers in the wigs, and she looks unbelievable. For the commercial, he says there was too many different ideas in 20 seconds, and she wasn't sure what Snot Rocket is. Uh, he doesn't know how it fits into the branding. Brooklyn says it is the best she's looked on the stage as it was so conceptual and asked for more of this Irma. She says her picture, she looks beautiful, but thinks the lashes are a bit too big because they lose the actual eyeshadow. Tracy wishes she spent more of her time talking about the eyeshadow palette. She says it didn't really come all, really all connect to say, I'm going to buy this palette. May would like to see more colors from her eyeshadow palette, but she loves her profile. She says the contour was just right. Now, May... Why didn't you say the same thing to Kimmy? Because she only used three of those colors. Anyway, uh, this look, masterpiece. Yeah, no, definitely. It was masterpiece. I mean, mas- she's another one where it's masterpiece for the look and the, and the, and the kindergarten art project for the uh, commercial. The audience. <clears throat> 97% masterpiece, 3% kindergarten art project. I'm going to call you out Wednesdays, mom. You just hate white people too. Again. She, she knows it. I tell her all the time. Bombay, she's tall. She's skinny. She's trying. Well, I already can't relate to two out of those three things, so I'm not going to relate to this palette. Um, I think standing out is the brand, but she didn't quite nail it in the way that she wanted to because the colors don't reflect the names and you was standing out. That's what she tried to do. It said there was part of the lines. Um, you could tell after they played it, she was not happy. Like, do we think that the, the producers deliberately fucked her over? No, I think that she changed her, uh, concept in the 11th hour and that never turns out well. Also, when they posted the campaign photos on Instagram this morning, uh, she wrote, this picture is homophobic. So we know it how is. she really feels. They chose, they, they, they did choose the a shady photo. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the look. Look by Jeff Christensen and Lizzie Renaud. Jewels by Nina Spade. Hair by Wig Zaddy. Best look of hers all season. She is celebrating Holy, which is the Indian Festival of Color in Spring. And if you Google it, she nailed it. The color explosion on the dress was remarkable. And how she not only brought it into her hair and face, but how she nailed the sunglass outline and revealed what is probably the best eye makeup she's ever done on the show. The stoning on the dress is mm. understated. When you see it, it gives you so much more life. This is her best look, and it's a shame. This is how we see her leave. There was stoning on the dress? There was. There were stones. I didn't even notice that. So the, the dress is giving me, like, somewhere between, like, Valentino and Regency era. Mm-hmm. Um, with, like, the high waist. Um, so beautiful. Or the high, like, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I fucking love this look. It's gorgeous. It's so fucking good. Yep. I mean, again, she's another one where I don't particularly care for her. I don't like her. I like her less than I like Irma or Vivian. Um, but like her looks are always fucking incredible. I don't think this is her best look. I think her best look was last week. Right. I forgot which element she was supposed to be, but that was fantastic. Helium. Sure. Um balloons. Those were beach balls. No, those were balloons. Those were beach balls. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, like that's that was my favorite look from her. Um, but this look was incredible, and I love that she went for the um, holy theme. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because I was like, 
I don't know, in my mind, to me, that's like also kind of the most stereotypical Indian holiday. That's the one Indian holiday that Westerners know. Yeah, I mean, it just it just worked. I mean, if you're going to bring culture into it and and want to make sure it, it lands, this was it. And then Congrats she came out and she threw the, the she mm-hmm. threw like the pigment when she came yep. out. Fucking incredible. Brad says it was so fun watching her on the runway in this look. He says it's whimsical and beautiful. And she tells them that it is holy and she hasn't been able to celebrate it for four years and wanted to celebrate it on Drag Race. Tracy loves her enthusiasm that can lead to her being overprepared and not in the moment. She says she had five pages of storyboard and she set herself up to be frantic and frenetic. Brooklyn says it didn't feel like a cohesive commercial. Once again, she tells her to go smaller and have a softer glam. She tells her when she figures that out, it's over for these hoes because her ass belongs on a runway. May adores the colors and she tells her to put the lash glue on top of the band and stick it on so she gets that lifted look. More of those critiques. We love those. Help the queens. Yeah, no, I feel like I. this is like what I really appreciated about May was that she actually provided some constructive feedback. Yes, which is something that I don't think the um, the guest judges typically really do. The guest yeah. judges are typically just there for show, but May like came in and like knew exactly like she gave the exact critiques that they needed. If you're gonna have a makeup challenge and have a makeup artist there, you better give the makeup advice. So good exactly. for her. This look, loved it, masterpiece. Um, no, she did. It was it was so good. Too bad everything else was so bad. Audience. 82% masterpiece, 18% kindergarten art projects. I Racist. don't know what to say. Um, Racist. Racist. Shade of Shade of Hudson. Let's talk about Shade of Shade of Hudson. Um, I thought this was a strong what? showing. Let's go. Let's do it. First off, she had to put on her glasses, which was so iconic. Love that. Um, her makeup was great. Sold the palette. I'll give her that. What confuses me is that we learned she picked the colors to honor Caribbean roots, and yet she makes zero mention of it. Fine. Are these nightlife colors? Not in the world I live in. Also, when they showed the B-roll of her holding the palette, it was closed. That is the fail. She didn't have the palette in her hand open. This, to me, was extremely underwhelming. As far as the picture, though, beautiful. Exactly what a campaign deserves. She looked stunning. Um, yeah, I do agree that there was a bit of a disconnect between the colors that she chose and the concept that she chose. I think Mm -hmm. that she could have leaned, I mean, okay, not to be reductive or racist or anything like that, but I do think that people do associate Caribbean culture with like partying. And I think that there is something she could have leaned into there that would have been a little bit more successful in blending the color choices and the concepts in Just a better needed, way. Needed one singular line in the ad and I would have gotten it. But like, again, don't tell us earlier on you're going with these colors because of the Caribbean roots and then not explain it. If this is a branding challenge and you are, and she is proud of being Caribbean, sell it, share it. Let's hear it. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, and I it does make it, like, it does make me happy that she is like, I mean, this comes up on the runway, like her being proud of her roots and her identity is like something that I do find very charming about her. Mm-hmm. Um, not charming, that sounds reductive. Um, it's something that I do like really appreciate about her and her brand. The look is by Diana DeNoble, hair by Just Perla. She has joined the new tradition of using this platform to teach and inform, and we live for that. 
This look features face molds in black paint to discuss how black is beautiful no matter the shade. It is really an impactful piece. Maybe not as powerful as some of the others in the past that made a statement. That being said, as far as the cut of the gown, it worked well for her body. The Bantu braids worked perfectly with the look. She did what she wanted to do. She did. I think actually this is a little bit, from my perspective, as somebody who like appreciates more abstract expression through clothing, um, I think that this was maybe a little bit more impactful because it's a little bit more successful at blending an aesthetic and like fashion into a statement in a way like, because to me, like when I think of that, like when I think of like bringing something like that to the runway, I, my mind immediately goes to um, what's her name last year who came out in the slave look. Uh-huh, uh-huh, Kimora. See, for me, if you're going to go fashion and make a statement, it always will always go back to Simone. Always. Oh, yeah. No, she's not a... But nobody nobody on Drag Race will ever be as successful as Simone at blending that sort of, like, fashion with statement. I mean... Monet was almost there this year. Nope. I love Monet's runways, but um, Simone, I mean... The do rag train, the white, um, the Shea white. Was, Shea their was names. almost there too. No, Uh-oh. Shay is not fashion. Shay is outdated streetwear. Um, oh, okay. Listeners, don't at me. You know I don't like Shay. Uh, <laughs> now Brad will say that they should hang the picture in front of a department store because people will be lining up to beat this girl and buy this product. He says she looks gorgeous. Tracy says she was choked up when she came out on the runway as she understood. Jada says she knew what she wanted to do a look that showcased her culture and blackness. She knows that the darker your skin, the harder it is. And Tracy says there is strength in talking about colorism that only used to be spoken about from black people to each other. Her sharing this brings another beautiful dynamic. She says the dress is unspeakably beautiful. She loves the Bantu knots and the braids and represents black women so beautifully. She says the commercial was on brand and the eyeshadow colors are, she picks are beautiful. She says the photo is aspirational. And Brooklyn says, this is what happens when you're just yourself. The look is a masterpiece. I loved the conversation between Tracy and, uh, I love Tracy's reaction to this look. You could tell that she was about to just start sobbing and she's like, hold it together, my makeup will run. (laughs) I mean, honestly, and I mean, it was well-deserved. And I think that colorism is an important, it's important to have conversations about colorism because it is something that is sort of overlooked. Yeah. Um, because like colorism is actually something that is pervasive in a lot of non-white cultures mm-hmm. and was somewhat pervas- pervasive in European cultures up until the 20th century when people decide- when people discovered that beaches were a fun place to be. Um, so <laughs> they, uh, you know, it's important to have conversations about colorism and to have like very nuanced conversations about colorism as well, because when you talk about colorism in like, and black cultures is different than colorism and Asian culture and like East Asian cultures and it's different than colorism and South Asian cultures. Like there are a lot of conversations to be had. And I, I do, I do appreciate the fact that Jada touched on it in a very impactful and stunning way. Like the Absolutely. garment itself was beautiful. Her hair was fucking stunning. Her makeup is incredible, which I think we're not talking about her makeup skills enough because her makeup skills are impeccable. Fair. I think the the photo shoot for 
the campaign was the best makeup she's done. Yeah, but then again, the the makeup on the runway tonight was also incredible. Like, fair wasn't my favorite. No matter what, it's a masterpiece for me. Same. Audience, eighty-one percent masterpiece, nineteen percent kindergarten art project. Giselle Lullaby. Uh, she's going to start off saying that she's a proud Quebecer who gets asked, "How do you?" I'm sorry. Let, let me let me make sure I get this correct for how she said it. How do she do it to be so pretty? Yes, her words. Uh, there was just no connection to being French Canadian, the cursing. And if there was, it was not projected. Maybe it really was lost in translation, lost in her mind. That being said, her picture was it. It was perfect. Her picture is always going to be it. And this is why I'm sort of confused as to what her brand is, because people talk about her being like a quirky, like comedy queen. And I'm like, I've not seen that. I mean, so, except for in Snatch Game, like I see her. Here's what I'm going to say. Here's what I'm going to say. She reminds me a lot of Celine Dion. If you watch Celine Dion interviews, she's fucking insane. Yeah, she's she so is. Perfect. She is unhinged. And that's what Giselle reminds me of. She's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. She's crazy. Um, but maybe that's a French-Canadian thing. I don't know. I've never been there. I'd like to go. Let's go to Montreal. Let's go to Montreal. Okay. Um, yeah, let's go in the winter when it's really pretty and go ice skating. Oh, my God. Let's go. I'm here for it. I'm not going anywhere like that. Anywhere near anywhere like that in the middle of winter. Try again. Why? Oh, you're boring. Although, actually, no, I went to Chicago in the dead of winter, and that was fun. All right, this look <laughs> is by Poe. Listen, she is stepping out of the box and paying homage to Picasso, something that no one on Drag Race Espana has done yet. There is a whimsical fever dream that is executed so wonderfully. It's fully realized on all sides of the look. It's really fun and different and continues to pr- prove that she can expand and diversify her portfolio I still am standing her very hard. I I like her drag and I like her personality from time to time, but there are certain situations in which I'm finding her a little bit bitchy. Mm-hmm. Um, I and then as for like the look, like I like the look. I'm not in love with the look. Okay. There, who recently did a Picasso look? It was on All Stars, wasn't it? Um, was it? Jinx? Jinx had Picasso a little bit in one of the four looks? Maybe? I don't remember. Oh, yeah. I don't... Yeah, I... Oh, no. It was... um, Was it Blue on UK oh, versus yeah, World? Oh, Blue had... Yes, yes. She had a, a Picasso-inspired... That was... That was more... That was more successful to me. I appreciate the idea behind Giselle's look. Mm-hmm. And I would still, like, it is leaning more towards, like, Masterpiece for me, but I think that the... Hey, it's giving floops, flooblies. Um, which, do you get that reference? Please let me get that reference. Have you never seen Spy Kids? No. That, I'm Why? too old for Spy Kids. You're never too old for Spy Kids. Okay. Um, too old. But um, no, we're watching Spy Kids. Um, but um, no, like <clears throat> it, something felt, it didn't feel super clean. And I think that's what's getting me. All right. I think that that could have been done better. 
I mean, it's hard to to put her next to Irma where the lines are super clean and hers are more abstract. So I get that. And also just like it leans too costumey to me, which is kind of a dumb thing to say about drag because drag in and of itself is... Literally is a costume. Yeah, but it there wasn't an element of fashion there. Like there needs to... I feel like a drag, at least from my perspective, lies at the intersection of like camp art and fashion. Fair. That's fair. Um, and she's missing one of those. That's fair. See, obviously, like coming with the more of the theatrical Broadway camp perspective, fashion doesn't need to be in that world. In 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 that. Um, I mean, cause, fashion. Because again, I will always go back to how fucking rude everyone was on season eleven to Nina West, where she was giving you camp, but oh my god, it wasn't fashion. Fuck y'all. But she it was, was fashion. Good. No, but Nina's, like, she was drawing on, like, she was drawing on fashion history for most of her looks. It just wasn't Brooklyn Heights, that's the problem. It wasn't Brooklyn Heights. Brooklyn Heights runways weren't good either. Oh, I shouldn't (gasps) say that. Um, (laughs) Can you cut that out? Let's go to the judging. Let's go to the judging. Now we're keeping that in. (laughs) Ad will say her photo is breathtaking beautiful uh he says the content of the commercial when she showed the palette he gets it but then got confused in the second half of it because of the swear words brooklyn says her commercial was all dessert with no main course she skipped right to the funny stuff and they didn't lean in anything about learn anything about the palette or anything about her side of from being french canadian tracy says there was a disconnect for it actually being a commercial for this palette giselle says writing for 20 seconds is hard and it's not long and she might have scrapped the main stuff but she kept the joke in and Tracy then will say her look is on point and on target. And May will say her outfit is giving her the fever dream that she does not want to wake up from. This is happiness. Um, I haven't had those drugs yet. So maybe it will be happiness. Uh, May, if you can let me know which ones I should have. That being said, it's a masterpiece. I can tell you which ones you should have. <laughs> okay. But no, I mean, if you look at my Instagram story, I've never even had alcohol. So, you know. Oh, knows. of course. Never. Never, never. Ever, ever. You've never uh, seen me drunk. Um, never. <laughs> no, I've not seen you drunk. I've seen you maybe a little tipsy, but not drunk. Yeah, I didn't really get drunk that weekend, did I? No, you didn't. We had work to do, bitch. <laughs> drunk Liam is fun. Um, but uh, no, I agreed with Brooklyn hit on what I was hitting on. It was the all dessert and no main course. She, like I said, she started with like, she started with the fluff of what the yeah. she wanted the commercial to be, but she didn't really bring it back into like actually communicating what the product is. Right. Looks masterpiece for me. It's a, a masterpiece with a caveat. Audience, 89% masterpiece, 11% kindergarten art project. Uh-uh. The fact that this that this was a higher percentage of masterpiece than Jada or uh, Bombay, racism, racist. No, bad. Miss Fierce Delicious. However, anyone feels about the brat, she nailed it and nailed it so hard. Like she was a dom top of advertising. This was so good. Like this is what you see and hear on commercials. She knew what to say and how to say it. As far as showing the fact that she too did not have the palette open when she was introducing the palette, it's a fail. And it got worse when she opened it. Girl, we know you dropped them, but it's a white box. The colors were all over the place. Producer or queen fail, I'm not sure. Someone needed to fix that. 
That being said, <laughs> the B-roll was so right in line with her beauty products, and her picture was extraordinary. She knew what she was doing. Okay, so did you get L'Oreal commercial from this like I did? Absolutely. And that's why I said <laughs> it worked. This was, I was bad. I was fully, like, I was expecting to hear because you're worth it at the end. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> that, yeah. Um, no, she did. This was an incredible showing for her this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that she was the only one who did what I, what I've been saying. You start with communicating what the product is. And then from there, you can add in the sort of fluff. Yep. She did that well. And she added the fluff in while there was a bit of comedy in there. Like it was very balanced and very nuanced. And it was, it was an ad. You could run that. Other than, I mean, other than the fact that she, this is actually, I will defend her not showing her palette because she dropped it. Like that, that they went with, they did what they could. That's when the producers say, okay, let's go get the, the spare palette from the back, put them in and let's do it again. Yeah. I think they that, sort of threw her under the bus there, but I agree. I don't know if she would have won had it not been for the runway. Let's discuss it. Look by Connor McAlden and Sapphire Woods. Hair by Stefan Scotto de Cesare. Jewels by LAG Concepts. Nails by Funeral Face. Nails. Standing ovation. It's Rococo painting brought to life. And I just want to know how the fuck she got it there. Jesus Christ, this was art. Um, the grass part is the gown. The dress of the Victorian damsel is beautiful. Her face is serving. Now, we have seen others try to do something in this manner, namely Electroshock and Vanessa Van Cartier. They didn't achieve it to this level of execution. This was it. This is how you make someone swing and fly and float. You know what this was giving me, though? What? Adriana. This entire episode, Fierce was giving me Adriana. In which, which look? The, um, the, the... Everything. Internet? Like, oh. the fact that this was... Yeah. Duh. Um, I'm so excited that I have a picture with Adriana in that book. Um, mm-hmm. but uh, no, like breakthrough episode, sort of like breaking through into the comp- into the competition. Fucking incredible runway, inspired by the same era. Mm-hmm. They're both Rococo. Um, just like the uh, the sort of like the bustle, the yeah. crinoline, like going straight out to the side like that with Adriana's look is very like mid to late 18th century Rococo. Um, oh, just so good. I, I mean, like, the judges clapped when she walked out. When has that ever fucking happened? Exactly. Brooklyn loves the photo because she can see her eyeliner. She's selling it in the photo. She says it seemed like a professional commercial. She got it right and told them about the palette in a fun, flirty way. When the look, with the look, she loves the details in the hair and the wisps like she's flying, but it's a dancer. She loves the pointed foot. May says she's about to throw away all her makeup because looking at the photo, she says there's not a single flaw. She calls it perfection. Brad says she was so smart to not stray too far from her name because had she not gone with Fierce Palette, they would have said, why didn't she go with a Fierce Palette? He says she has a really good business sensibility and he says her runway will go down in Drag Race history as one of the great looks. In the entire franchise. I agree. Tracy says she came uh, into the set with a vision and focus, and she was the only one who had two different rows of shadow, the subtle and the amped up for night, which we'll discuss next. Uh, This was incredible. This look was it. It's his masterpiece. I'm sorry. I think I, I am a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fierce, delicious fan. No, I like her. She's, she's giving me 
she's giving me a little bit of Valentina, if we're going to be honest. Oh, fully. A fucking um, brat. Yeah, a fucking brat. That's like, maybe a little bit delusional, but also like... Can serve it when she's in her element. I mean, she can... I, there's only been one week where I've been like... That wasn't it. Um, yeah. But, uh, no, I, I, I cannot say enough good things about this entire thing. Also, this is what I wanted to say. May commenting on her makeup, like, in the photo, but then also, like, her makeup on the runway... Mm-hmm. Oh my fucking god! It was perfect. I have Worked. never seen makeup that perfect on the. I I just I can't like I'm, I am in love with her. It's a masterpiece. You do not feel the same way. <laughs> no, I I enjoy her. I I think I personally, um, would probably only be able to handle her for like two hours, and then be like, okay, bitch, I'll see you tomorrow. Um. <laughs> that's how but you're able to handle me and i feel like we probably have very similar personalities so well okay well, well fierce let's just hang out let's, let's see if i can handle you for a weekend um <laughs> yeah this is a masterpiece for me where are you going so good audience i don't know what the fuck you're smoking i think it was like maybe seven of you but 92 percent masterpiece eight percent kindergarten our project um, as someone did message me when I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, well, I didn't see it in motion. I was like, well, go watch the show and then come back. And re- no, uh-uh. even still, even still, no, no, even just the still photo. That was incredible. I agree. I right, saw, I, real quick though, I saw your, mm-hmm. I saw your story before I saw the, uh, before I saw the episode itself. Mm-hmm. I gasped when I saw the picture from the runway. Yeah. Like, also, um, Facetune being the comment that I saw when she posted the photo was fucking hilarious. Facetune, Kimmy Couture. I mean, they know her. I don't know. Kimmy Couture. I just did not understand the tone of this commercial. First, she asks if you're questioning your gender with no hypothesis, no follow up. Then she gives you her resume, which includes scientist, which is weird. And again, the order of the shadows pissed me off because. Especially when you have the text above it in the trans pride color flag. They're right there for you. I get what she was trying to do with the white and the brown and the black, but the feminine, masculine, and in between, it was not reflected. Her picture was pretty. I will say this, and I don't want this to be taken the wrong way, but I think the judges did not have a true chance to critique this without being politically incorrect. It would have felt like it was diminishing a trans voice, but with the content, it was not good. Okay, I have some constructive constructive things to say here. She could the white on the bottom would not have bothered me as much if the silver was in the middle, it was in the middle on the top row. Absolutely. Um, because you could like make an argument that like mm-hmm. want to make the flag glittery, whatever. I don't know. Sure. But um I didn't think the commercial was actually that bad. But what was the what was the tone of it? What was the thesis? What what is this palette i don't know i mm. because she is one of those who's like oh you can't be funny for this and then she's trying to be funny what was it no because what was vivian's palette for cat moms i think that the palette was better communicated i think that community's palette was better communicated than but it was um, it, it was the tone. It was the tone that made zero sense. Again, you had she had it was the writing of it as well. That it just didn't work. I mean, put it next to fierce. I don't get what the the challenge was. 
put any of them next to Fierce and I don't get the challenge. Oh, exactly. Andrew, was. That's the result. It was the result. Yeah. Um, but I think that for me, Kimmy was sort of in the upper. She was in like the top for me. I mm-hmm. thought <clears throat> I thought it was Fierce, Jada and Kimmy. But then Kimmy's runway lost me a little bit. All right, so let's discuss this. No designers listed. If you go to her Instagram, this was not the intended look. Apparently, what she came with was the, the that exact outfit had newsprint on it. How it fit paint, could not tell you. The producers would not allow her to use it because it was copywritten. So she, last minute in the studio, had to paint it. That's the story. Okay. Poor girl going last. Production did her dirty. From the neck down, love it. Serving Miami Dolphins realness with the colors. I think the blazer is fun. It's a really cool cut. Why she did what she did with her face, I don't know. It's not it, sis. Here's the thing. If she had like an actual lip, I think the face would have been fine. I actually really like this look. I just don't think it stands, other than the lipstick thing. But I just don't think it stands up next to the other girls. Not a chance. I think the other girls were more successful and that's, here. And that's why I think production did a dirty putting her last. Yeah. And I'm looking at her Instagram. I I might have gone a little bit different. Um, I think I might have gone with paints, like dripping paint splatters and like spray yeah. paint vibes. Um, especially because she has a palette and the pa- the palette as a fascinator. Mm-hmm. The palette as a fascinator doesn't super make sense with the spray paint vibes of the garment itself. Brad um, with Marshall and says that he knew exactly who she was. He said she stuck to the palette and had funnies in there. She says she got the message straight across. Tracy says the inspiration for the palette is very near and dear to her heart and she felt it. But she produced a commercial with Matt Spiel. May says her campaign photo was super amazing and loved how she incorporated a bunch of the colors on her eyes. And Brooklyn says, looking what to do, looking at what she's standing next to, it didn't add up. She says it's the wrong week to not have a good runway. Mm-hmm. I it's a kindergarten art project comments. for me. Um, I feel bad saying that because the garment is so good. I just can't put, can put her in the same category as literally any of them with this look. I know. That's what I'm sort of struggling with as well. I like, oh no. Um, I mean, I would put this above, I'm going to be controversial. I would put this above Giselle. Oh, very controversial. Very, very controversial. Uh, let's talk about what the audience said. They said 66% masterpiece, 34% kindergarten art project. So everybody was a positive this week. So that's why I really think it is one of the best runways we've ever had. It is the best runway i think it is the best runway we've ever had on the show on any what, of the shows. did you watch espana no i have i i can't espana knocked it out a lot really yeah i mean that doesn't surprise me because like spanish queens are sort of that vibe mm-hmm. and i mean from what i've seen like of the pictures from the philippines so good mm-hmm. i just right. i would watch it if it didn't feel so cheap um it's not though. It sounds like they're recording on a laptop bathroom in a on a laptop microphone in the bathroom. Maybe that's what they have in the Philippines. I don't know. No. 
The right. Philippines is a technologically advanced country. They, they, they have better technology than that. Vivian will say that she doesn't know who's in the bottom as everyone either did great in the commercial or not great on the runway or vice versa. Delusion. Irma will say that the critique was a roller coaster and Giselle says that Irma's was her best look ever and it was groundbreaking. Meanwhile, Irma thinks Knock Rocket will sell off the shelves. She just needs a better campaign to do so. No. Now, Jada will say that she is doubting her outfit and when she looked around, she felt like a sweaty mess in the commercial. She never felt pretty and never told that she was it. But Vivian will tell her to get rid of that narrative because she is in love with her beat. Bombay, though, will note that they hated hers and says her makeup sucked. She's scared when people watch this, they will think she's a shitty drag queen. Okay. okay, she's the only one in touch with reality here. Oh, boy. Her and Fierce. <laughs> now, for the first time, Bombay is doubting herself. She relies on her drag to lift her up, but this is not happening, so she is a bit scared. Bombay asks who will be in the bottom aside from her, and Irma will note <clears> that <throat> Kimmy got negative critiques on her runway. Bombay and she got negative critiques in the challenge. Irma will say that she thinks Kimmy will lip sync based on the runway, and Miss Fierce Licious and Confessional is like, did we watch this in commercial? And I say, yeah, we did. And I agree with Irma. Kimmy thinks Irma is delusional. And if she's in the bottom with her, she'll be packing her things as her flight to St. John's is leaving in 30 minutes. Irma is delusional. And Irma is definitely getting a Jan at it here. A, an All-Star 6 Jan at it. Okay. okay. Jade is going to be blunt and tell Kimmy that her makeup was ookie-dookie spooky in a bad way. Um, yeah, I agree. And Kimmy seemed to agree as well. <laughs> Fierce is apparently the producer of this television program, as she predicts the bottom will be Bomb, Giselle, and Irma. Yeah. Giselle is. Anybody can see that. Yeah. Giselle is disappointed in herself, but if she has to lip sync, she will give you a show because that's what she does. Drink every time you hear a drag queen say lip syncing is what they do. I do think that Giselle, I can see Giselle being a good lip syncer. We've seen it. Have we? Yeah, the duet uh, challenge. Oh, I forgot about that episode. Her and her and these v- episodes, these challenges are not good. This is like very season seven vibes. Fair. And all and um, season and UK three. This is UK three. This is a rehashing of UK three. Ooh. Okay. Giselle thinks Jada will win. Kimmy thinks it's Vivian or Jada. And meanwhile, Fierce is like, I want it for me. No one says her name, so she reminds them that Brad told her that she had one of the best runways in Drag Race history, and then she's going to get into reality TV mode and say that a lot of girls may think she's fake, but the only thing fake about her is her leg, and she tosses it. It was very funny. That was funny. Okay, no. Come on, Real Housewives. Oh my god. (laughs) She did that on purpose. I know she did. No, okay. Here's the thing. Okay, I I I I I have very extreme thoughts. I don't think they see her as competition. I have seen Fierce as one of the ones to be since she walked into that runway, into that workroom. Um, and I do think I am very like I am questioning what the fuck the other girls were watching and what the other girls were hearing because like they were not in touch with reality in this um, untalked. Fierce to me is a Dordalano. Good TV, good at drag, not a winner. And that's what they're seeing in her. Yeah, I mean, I don't think she's going to win. I do, like, genuinely believe that, like, Giselle will win. Yeah. But um, I I see she is a front runner, and she is going to be in that final. And I could tell you that without the edit that she's getting. Like, oh, yeah. she is... She is a star doing, of the season. 
She really is. And I think that she is going to be a sort of Bimney in, uh, sort of Bimney situation. I don't know if the fans are going to give her the most votes there, but I can see it. I think that she has like the most like value outside of like the Absolutely. television show for the franchise. I think that she will be a good face to the franchise. And I think she'll be a good sort of like a good like icon for the franchise. Dare I say maybe she'll work the world. Brooklyn has decided that the winner of the week is Miss Fierce Delicious. She wins $5,000 thanks to Neutrogena, and they are going to also be making a $5,000 donation to the 519, a Toronto-based collective working to promote inclusion, understanding, and respect of the LGBTQ2S community. Kimmy, Vivian, Jada, Giselle are safe, leaving Irma and Bombay as the bottom two. Do you agree? Yes and no. I think that Bombay should have been in the bottom, but I think that actually no. I I want to say that because I don't like Bombay, but I think that I would have swatched Bombay out for Giselle. I am more controversial than you are going to be. I would have made it Bombay versus Kimmy, and I think that on track record, Kimmy probably would have gone home, but I think she would have won the lip sync after what we discussed in this lip sync. Yeah. Um. This the the. The, the lip sync was bad. I didn't think it was bad. So this is the first time that these two have been in the bottom two. So we're going to see how this works out because it's not going to necessarily be on tracker because they're very similar tracks. The song is Table Dancer by Keisha Shante. Uh, brilliant song. Never heard it before. I'd like to hear it again. Very fun. I think it was a fun, strong performance. But Bombay just took way too much time to reveal into the Black Bodycon, which she had to lift up the entire time. Meanwhile, you yeah. have Irma, who proved not only does she have white people dance moves, but she's committed and fun to those white people dance moves. I would like to see her perform live. I would not. I think what kicked Bombay out of this competition was her attempt at the cartwheel. What the fuck was that? You say that, but then also they... You saw Jinx win the lip sync on All Stars with um, a failed cartwheel that they edited out, but they did not edit the reactions to the failed cartwheel out. Uh, <laughs> shady. But um, <clears throat> no, I this lip sync was bad. It was all bad. Irma was like... Irma got stunts at the end. Yeah, but the entire time she was like awkwardly just like... It, it it felt like she was running around having muscle spasms. Like, it was really that, awkward. That was her dancing style. That's what she does as a, as a performer. I don't like it. I'm not here for it. I'm not buying that's a fair. ticket. I'm not going to the show. And th- see, that's that's the difference between you and I and our drag taste. I, that's the kind of drag I go seek out. I'm more of a Scarlet Bobo eating fire kind of guy. That's <clears> fine. <throat> um, I'm, I'm not so, like, I'm like here i don't want to go see kimura black i don't want to go see detox i don't want to see them walking around looking pretty taking money that's not drag to me kimura black is boring um i don't know about detox i've only seen detox that one time and that was like not a great showing but that was also not a great oh. show oh there it is what you just said it wasn't a great show i had fun it was a fun time but i mean even like we were talking to angina about it the next day and angina was like there are some changes that i would make it wasn't from the right venue for drag. Perspective from a no, because it was not the right. No, it was not the right venue for drag, and I think that it lost. I think that the performances. What lost do you impact. mean? It's not the right venue for drag. Dragula films there. 
Dracula is not about drag. Oh, oh, okay. Wow, listeners, don't at me. What's it about? They're leaning more into the horror because that's where the fans are. And I can tell you that from like personal experience, having gone to their Halloween ball, it was mostly straight people that were there for the horror aspect of the show, not the drag. And I think that I don't, I don't fault them for leaning into the horror part because that is where, I mean, it was picked up by Shutter. I mean, that should tell you everything that you need to know. And so I don't fault them for leaning into that aspect of the show because it's where they're making their money and like, go make that money. I like the blues. But like the show to me, the focus is not on drag. The focus is more on like the shock value of the horror. Do you, do you, did you watch the last season? No, I can't. I don't. I, they also, I also, and this is really just come down to the editing of the show because like I've seen the queens and other contact, the performers and other contacts and I really like them. I tend to find the cast incredibly unlikable. Well, that's, that's a whole, go listen to my uh, recaps of that show. Um, but no, this season, I will say season four was very heavily focused on the art of drag. Yeah, because I really like, I am a Saint fan. I really, 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 really like Saint. And then like, I like the, um, I like Meatball who was on season one who like doesn't really matter. And I now like Selena's titties because Selena's titties is from season one is, uh, is uh, my ex's nemesis. So my enemy's enemy is my ally. All right, it's been decided. Irma stays. Bombay goes. Do you agree? I would have been fine with either one of them leaving. I am I I I am less of a fan of Bombay than I am of Irma, but like I don't necessarily think at this point that Irma is really adding anything to the cast dynamic or the show, like the challenges in general right now. So mm-hmm. I not to say that she's like a bad queen, whatever, like. I don't know her outside of the show, but what I will say is like on the show, she's not having a great showing right now. Fair. For I me, just, she's, I just she's found... very much the Ivy Winters of the season where she's good at what she does, but she's outshined by everybody else. But Ivy Winters had a more pleasant personality. And I think that what I'm noticing on this season is that like, I do feel like the Queens are maybe soft producing a little bit more than past seasons. And it's coming off as very inauthentic. I'm not super into it. All right. Well, I got some burning questions for you to wrap up this podcast. Are you ready? Yeah. What is Bombay's legacy? Does she have one? There it is. <laughs> we got a rusical next week, and it seems like we're going back to the live singing, which um, the queens just don't like. Who are you worried about? Do we know if anyone in this cast can sing? I mean, Kimmy talked about being able to sing, but not liking her voice. Which is I, definitely going to be a storyline. Yeah, I I see her. Do, I mean, I could see them like using that storyline to set her up to win. That's very um, possible. I think it's going to be a personal struggle for her, but I think that that will have a good outcome. I don't know. I'm worried about the two one the two white queens that I can't that I can't tell apart. Uh, <laughs> I mean, based on going back to what you said about Irma not adding anything, I could see this being Irma's elimination just because her eliminating any of the others could get some interesting um, traction from the fandom. Um, and also, but here's like the thing. I think that 
it goes back to what I was saying about both Irma and Vivian maybe trying too hard. Mm-hmm. I think that that trying too hard is going to come across as unpleasant in a live setting like that. And I think that that will, I, I can easily see them being the bottom two. And also like, even just based on storyline, like how they've sort of been showing their friendship on the show. I think that they, I think that it's sort of time for like that best friend lip sync. Mm-hmm. It's possible. Or this is the week that, um, Vivian's going to win. I mean, I don't know if she has a theater background. I would assume she probably has some sort of theatrics in her blood. Um, so if she can pull it off kind of the way that, um, well, here I'll say, pull it off in the performance and the runway, she could be a Cynthia Kiss where you're like, oh my God, she's so good at this stuff. Uh, she yes, won that challenge. Cynthia, no, but then Cynthia Kiss, Cynthia Kiss was um, shafted during the musical, the musical last year. Right, well, because her runway was not up to par to any of them. I can't remember what her runway was. Exactly, it was the it was the clown, um, where she was a big top. It was it just didn't work. Oh yeah, it didn't work. No, uh, -uh, because no, her performance should have outweighed that. Uh, -uh. I'm mad. I'm angry. I'm so angry. That's the problem with these shows. You never know what the what is more important. Clearly, this episode it was the campaign more than the runway. Otherwise, can be no because. No, because the best the best commercial and the best runway won this week. Yeah, but for for the bottoms though, it, it was not it was focused heavily on the um campaign over the look. Otherwise Irma would have been absolutely safe. No, I think that Giselle I think that if it was based on the look, I think if it was based more less on the look, I think that Giselle would have been in the bottom over um Bombay. You are the minority on that one, big time. So Bomb Bombay's look wasn't quite as good as Giselle. I think that Giselle's commercial was worse than Bombay's. Interesting. Okay. Well, I'm just going to ask this question. I ask it every week. After six episodes, the winner of the season is... Giselle. Yeah, that's where I'm, I've been doubling down on that one. I don't... For me, there's no other answer. I'm not going to be happy with any other answer. I think that it may go another way for optics. I can't justify a win for Kimmy or Jada right now. Just based on track, yeah. Everything they're bringing, I can't do it. I can't. Yeah, I can't either. I think that Giselle really is bringing everything to it. I just, I don't know. And at this point, a fiercely just win would actually break the um the mold of Drag Race, and I would be like, uh, what? I don't know anything. I know, but the chaos that would ensue. I mean, I would love to see it. Oh, complete chaos! But, <clears throat> but I think that. Uh, Giselle, based on like track record and just sort of like her trajectory and the edit that she's getting, she is going to win. Yeah. All right. Well, where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug if you got any? Um, so you can find me on Instagram and t- Twitter. Just search Liam Koji. We're not going to get into the L underscore I underscore A underscore M underscore K under. No, there's no underscore after the K. I got I got ahead of myself there. Uh, <laughs> um, and then I have a podcast called Koji, which is sort of a personal podcast that's uploaded every Saturday. And then music podcast called The Rainbow Tapes, which you need to be on soon. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Um, and that's uploaded every, I think we're landing on Wednesday. Sweet. Go follow along. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me.
The biggest thanks to Liam for coming on. Subscribe in your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review while you're there. And don't forget to visit buymeacoffee.com slash blocktalk to show support for the pod. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Thank you.